to get your helmets on because it's going to get rough in here. All the way from Studio B, it's showtime for John, Ken, and Mark, the Detroit Sports Authority. <laughs> it's time for Detroit Sports Authorities. Hi, everybody. John Sarver here at CKWI Radio 76. Having a wonderful time as, as we're getting all these shuffles already at the station, ready to go. Um, talking about ready to go, it's time we call up the Super CPA, Ken Pocket himself, the other uh, one of the mainstays here at the Detroit Sports Authorities. Uh, I'm telling you. If <laughs> you've had <sighs> waiting for the blizzard, hey Kenny. Hey John, how are you doing? Welcome to the place. I haven't even done the pre-roll yet, only because I've been uh, putting away the uh, rock salt for tomorrow. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, I hope you have plenty. Yeah, well, no worries because I just went out, and there is not a box of macaroni and cheese left on any Meyer. Uh, shelf, it's gone. Oh my God! And and the toilet paper too, no doubt. No, I don't care. I go outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one well, with nature. We need to get through the intro because we have an amazing show tonight. Yeah, you know. Here, first of all, let's do this. Uh, we are the Detroit Sports Authorities. We are not experts. That makes us one better. We do have the highest uh, standards here. We're not bought and paid for by anybody. All the opinions expressed in today's shows are just ours, so don't bother us. That We don't have the FCC here, but we do follow the DMCA. And sometimes the language is going to get a little salty, so prepare. All right. Look how fast we can do that nowadays. Oh, we're getting good. You like that? And so here's yeah. one of the bigger pictures is, you know, it, it's today. You know what? We've been talking about this with Polly all week. And we said, you know what we're going to do? Because we're starting to sound like a broken record. We're starting to sound like a bunch of old, grumpy guys yelling at the moon. You know, because uh-huh. we say the same things over and over again. So we said, today, today, today's show, without a doubt, it's going to be nothing but positives. It's going to be uh, things where we're going to find the best that we can in the four major sports in Detroit. And we're just going to go from there. And so now I do believe, Mr. Pocket, that this will be our quickest show ever because we can't follow that. If you take a look at what that silliness was yesterday at 150 to 130 and you lose. What? I I looked at the score and I said, oh, wow, that's pretty good. They only gave up 49 points in the first half. (laughs) And then I looked again and What's that? What's that Q? Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. What's oh, that Q one? Oh my God. I mean, we have talked about this, Kenny, for so long now 
There is no, I mean, this team is, it's got to be averaging over 100 points a game. You should be up in the top six if you keep doing over 100 points every single night. But God damn, how do you give up 150 points and you're not like uh, in an all-star game? Well, what it is is you've stopped pretending to play defense. <laughs> you've stopped pretending <laughs> to care. Yeah. You've stopped pretending to play for your coach. You've just stopped. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And it isn't even that they're tanking. Because... Oh, that's their ability. <laughs> the first four, four slots all have the same uh, chance of getting the number one pick. Yeah. And they've already locked up one of the bottom four slots. So it doesn't matter what they do from here on out. They could lose. I mean, they could win the next five games and it wouldn't matter. I mean, can you, so, in the NBA, can you, there's one sport you can't, I think it's baseball, that you can trade your pick. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you can, you can trade your pick. You can trade your pick in NBA. You can trade it in NHL. I mean, yeah, it's baseball. You can't, but you can actually get around that by a gentleman's agreement to trade it, and you call it a uh, future considerations. Oh, Lord. I remember when the Tigers got Jeremy Bonderman. It was one of those deals where they couldn't actually get him yet, so it was a future consideration. And then when the uh, time lapsed, then they were able to actually name him as the guy that they got. All right. Well, the whole thing is that it's like, look, you're not playing for Casey anymore. That That's pretty damn apparent. Okay. Yeah. So you, you can't play for Casey. But then again, man, if you heard the post game last night, well, our guys are hurt. Well, you know, we're just coming back from Paris. Well, 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 well. No. Well, I've got What's that? I said the sun got in their eyes. Yeah, sand in their mitts, and they don't even play with mitts. I mean, all right, so you are playing against, you know, arguably a top-level team, very top-level team, with a perennial all-star on that team. I get it. But you you scored 130. Now, this goes back to to Milwaukee. You guys let up 130? (laughs) How the hell did you let up 130? You know, you defensively, you're better than that. Yeah, but they were playing their scrubs. <sighs> yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, well, scrubs after the first period, because the first period, they could have walked away. But it, it's yeah. it's amazing. Look at Detroit's got that firepower or something. You know, your score, I would love to see what the average score is for a Detroit uh, Piston game. You know, it's it's got to be triple digits now. Has to be. You know? I don't triple know. digit what? Triple digit uh, point differential? No. How many how many points do they average a night? How many do they score? Hundred and twelve point four. Yeah. All right. So if you're doing consistently, quote unquote, I mean, obviously, but you know, uh, triple digits every single night, you should be winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know what, Sean? The NBA is a lot different than it used to be. Okay, and it's a much higher scoring league than it was back in the days of Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace. But uh, not this bad. It's it's become a three-point shot league. 
And you know, the whole name of the game now is to just keep firing up threes, which makes it a lot less watchable than it used to be. Yeah, and nobody's guarding a three, so it's like, okay. But then again, you know, who's the tallest guy on the Pistons? I mean, were they about six seven, six seven, six seven? Yeah, I think they got a couple of bigs, but... Uh, who? Don't ask me who they are at this point. I don't really <laughs> Nobody care. cares. I mean, you have. I think it's it's pretty clear. Casey ain't the guy. He's a great coach no. with a better team. You could do well, but this ain't. This is not it. You know. But then again, you know. Do we cue uh, Mister Rogers again? What does a guy have to do to get fired around here? You know. Yeah. No kidding. It's like you had the penguin. You have Casey, and all by rights, Casey is a wonderful gentleman, nice guy, kind of thing and stuff. But this isn't where you belong, man. You belong somewhere nicer with a better team. Even if you're an assistant somewhere, don't ruin your skills here because you got nothing. Because you have an owner that goes, oh, oh, what the hell's a Michigan? Oh, hell, that's right. I got a team out there. Yikes! Yikes! You know. I know that I keep signing the uh, the checks out for them, but it's like, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, if you were watching this team whatsoever, you know, and then people go, oh, you know, you got to give them time. They're, they're a young team. and they're Fuck you. I mean, we've given you what? Now, it's almost as a rotational of how long we gave this team already, you know, with the Lions obviously being at the very top, tip-top. Now, what have we given the Pistons? 15 years now? Yeah, you know, I've gone through for the last couple of weeks how long it's been for each team that have given us a winning record. Yeah. I mean, just just a winning record. I mean, the bar isn't very high, right? I know, just be and, over 500. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it's been several years. You know, the only team that's given us anything is the Lions. Okay, other than that, it's all losing records all the way down. How far back and, do you got to uh, go for the Red Wings, do you know? 2014-15 uh, was the last season above 500. 2014-2015. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of looks and like the, they're doing they it. And they aren't getting there this year either. No. No. But you know what's really intriguing, though, young Ken, is that there's a lot of, there's that little drum beat going on, boom, 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 boom about getting rid of your captain. Start listening, my good man. Yeah. You know, I mean, go Eisenman. Eisenman, if you traded out Larkin, you would seriously grab my respect. Like, like you seriously are waiting for it. You know. Yeah. Well, he, he isn't going to get much for him if he trades him. So I think there's a very good chance he just hangs on to him and sees how the off season plays out because Mister Larkin obviously thinks. That some sucker is going to pay him eight million a year. Goodbye. He is worth eight million a year. He's a second string center yeah. on a good there team. No team. There's no team out there that's going to give him an eight year contract for eight million a year. Not happening. No, not even this one. No. Yeah. So, and I think Eisman's just kind of like, you know what? If you want to go out and test the market, go ahead. If you want to leave, go ahead. If you don't want to leave. My door's open. Yeah, I mean, really, who's going to take uh, a rental? You know, I mean, I don't know what team. Because Larkin does bring some firepower, 
You know, he's got the most score. He's got the most goals on our team. Yeah, but what's that saying? You know, yeah, I mean, you got a lousy team. And here's the thing: yeah, you know, he's not a point. He's not a point the game guy. No, he's a little bit under that. Okay, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring him in as a rental, what are you gonna give for him? I mean, you've already got to have room on your cap to fit him in, which means half the teams can't even do it. So let's say you walk up and you say, "Hey, we want to we want to bring him in as a rental because we aren't going to give him the eight million either." What are you going to give up for him? But doesn't he have an NTC though? Doesn't he have a no trade yeah, clause? He, so he, he would have to approve any moves that are made anyway. Yeah. Okay. So here's the story. You know what I say, dude? Vegas. Yeehaw, son. No. Yippee! Huh. Tyrod, go west, young man. I mean, Vegas could oh. really use this guy. Okay. Yeah. And so, Vegas, what can you give us? A second pairing defenseman and cash considerations? I would take it. Take it. Uh-huh. You know, I'd take it right now. Oh, wait a minute. Let me bundle you up with uh, Mr. Patuzzi to sweeten the deal. No? Okay. Except that Bertuzzi is dealing now with a groin injury. That's okay. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll take cash. This was his third uh, time of missing games during the season. He had an extended time off for a broken finger. Then he came back and got hit in the hand again with the puck. He's out for a while again. Comes back, plays two or three games, and now he's out again. I'm not impressed with his game whatsoever. None. Bye. I will tell you this. Usually in a contract year, that's when you get the false positive. Well, right now you're getting a big negative on Mr. Bertuzzi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what you get is the false. Yes. I mean, raise your hand whatsoever. If, if you think Bertuzzi's the answer for anything, I don't understand what it is. Well, he's got grit. Do you know how many uh, folks in the AHL, IHL, Colonial League has grit? Many, you know, and yeah. bigger and more of a team player and not a moron in our estimation. You know, I mean, your team plays Canada. You go to Canada, son. How did that work out for you? You know, and yeah. that, that will always dog him, too, no matter what. No matter yeah. who goes, yeah. well, it was your choice and whatever, whatever. No, man, they needed him. And a couple of those yeah, games in Canada. Thank you for botching that one up. Okay. I never thought he was the answer. I don't understand the thing. I mean, you you could say goodbye to this whole front line. You know, I mean, because yeah. it's a mirage that this guy's a captain. A mirage. Yeah. You know, at one time he was fast, but he leveled out already. He's way leveled out. This is what you get. Well, he scores the most of anybody on the team. Yeah, okay. And, and you know, we can... Bench press more than anybody in the first grade. Okay, <laughs> you know what? That doesn't say much. So it, it's kind of like, all right, enough's enough's enough. It'd be intriguing to see what you get. It would be intriguing to see if you could uh, bundle these guys up and send them out to Vancouver. Hmm, Vancouver has an interesting fellow that would look very nice on the first line here. Yeah. Uh, how much would he take though? Would yeah, it take? You know, take, That's the question, isn't it? Yeah, but take Larkin. I mean, seriously, take my Larkin, please. You know, huh. there, there is nothing. You're spinning your wheels, and and to be a captain, 
How does he lead? A captain leads, you know, big time. And this guy, there's there's nothing. I would say that the Wings had two of the worst captains or the two le- worst captains or the le- two last captains, you know. I mean, I've, I've never seen captains this bad. I mean, there's no rallying point. There's no yippee There's no, you know, keeping people accountable. He's just a number in the wheel. So, uh, yeah. goodbye, Larkin. Yeah, I think, uh, and, you know, you, you, when you look at this team now, and, you know, they're not very much further along than they were this, New. this point last year. New. Well, how many points he had at this point last year, but they're, uh, you take a look at the standings. Let's go here to standings. That's usually where you find the standings. Yeah. And here they are. They're, after 45 games, they have 46 points. Wee. Wow. That projects to, uh, that's a winning record, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Hang on, boys. Hang on. You know, one point more than the games you play. But, I mean, even, so, uh, did you get a chance to see the Philadelphia game when they played Philly? No. Yeah, I actually did. Yeah, it put me to sleep, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this is what we should do, Kenny. We should have one, one show where we, we talk about what sport – does not put you to sleep on TV, and which sport can put you to sleep the fastest on TV? You know, I mean, that's that should that's for a future show. I mean, I'd, I'd even give you the sneak peek. The one that could put me to sleep the fastest was uh, Tiger Baseball '85, Georgia Nell by the third inning. See ya. You know, not like I was bored with it. It was just like, <laughs> see ya. You know, I just fall out. Because the Pistons yeah. I'd turn off. Lions I don't watch, you know, so I don't know. It, well, you know there, there is some hope for the Tigers for this coming year that they may not put you to sleep quite quite as much as last year. God, I can't wait to see where you're going on this one. Jack Morris won't be back on the uh, broadcast team. <sighs> yeah, but he kept me awake because I was so cheesed with what he's doing, you know. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But here's the story. Here's why they won't, and you're right, Kenny. Here's the reason why they won't be putting me to sleep. is because if they bump up Monroe, see ya! You know? Uh, I mean, and it all goes back to Illich. My God, my God, is this man horrible. You know, when it comes to his, his, he, what's the opposite of Midas touch? Illich touch? I guess so, yeah. I mean, you can't... You touch it and it turns to poop. Yeah. yeah. So now, here's some context. Go. The Red Wings last year, at the end of the season, went into the NHL draft. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what position they were in the draft? Seven? Eight. Eight, okay. Do you know what position they're in as of today? Eight. Ten. Uh, lose, boys. Now it's time. Not, now not, it's not time. much difference, is there? Yeah, and look what you pulled out last year. That's okay, guys. Start dropping. Just drop. You know what? Yeah. We've we've got to the point where we're we're almost into February. Just drop. Just fall. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. don't be buyers at the trade line. 
Well, it helped when he lost to Philadelphia. That was helpful so because they moved up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're right there with Philadelphia and Ottawa. It'd be very easy to slide behind. And Montreal, too, but Montreal's so inept, though. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll pull for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, you can wind up 7th or 8th. The draft again, it'd be okay. Yeah, but how, then again, you're a part of the NHL. Put all the uh, ping pong balls in, in the hopper and make sure it comes up L.A. or New York. Yeah, including when New York wasn't even in the lotto. They just that stupid way that they got in. Jesus, God Almighty! If that doesn't tell you, it's time to put uh, your the. <laughs> you know what, John? What? But here, here, here's the thing. Yep. When they did that, do you remember which player they they won at the top of the draft? Who? That generational player, Alexis Lafreniere. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, remember, he was the generational talent. Yeah. How's he doing in New York? They're about ready to run him out of town is what. Well, it's what you deserve, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we got stuck taking Lucas Raymond. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which kind of makes you either go either Eisenman, nice touch, man, or you're running one of the biggest luck streaks we've ever seen. Because yeah. I yeah. like Lucas Raymond, man. I would build a team around that kid. Yeah. But you know, it, it all comes back to this. Where you pick is not as important as who's doing the picking. Yeah, that is true. You know, but I so mean, I'm there's. Eisenman, I said, yeah, it'd be nice to move up a couple spots, but even if you're picking tenth, I'm sure you'll get something good. He seems to have that way, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as much him as and home, the two of them. You know, then you look at the other two teams and you go like, okay, uh, you guys are wandering around in the desert, and you every once in a while you bump into a cactus. But other than that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> at least they would stopped if they would have bumped into a cactus. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I, it's easy for the Pistons to pick when you're always picking first, you know. Yeah, first, second, or third, it's like okay. You, right. have to, you have to pull it all together, make something out of it. Now it's kind of interesting because if you look at the uh, NBA draft this year, there are like two players that are considered elite. If you don't win the first one, which is a guy in France, yeah, God help me, we've got. History with picking guys out of France. No, don't we? no, 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 no. The second no. guy, the second guy, elite guy, is another point guard. Uh, no, he three in a row. No, we we need somebody who's seven foot one. We need Mahorn. We need Mahorn to be cloned. You know, yeah. That I mean, that's a good starting point. Somebody big, somebody nasty, somebody who doesn't care. You know, have like Lambeer, but somebody Lambeer with like um, some some real strength behind him. Somebody that it's, it's intimidating presence. Somebody, if you even think about getting into the paint, get ready. You know, that's yeah. what you need. You got enough point guards. You got enough pick and roll people. You know, now it, it's time to go for all out size or all out ruggedness. Somebody who's mean. You know, don't. And that's one thing that I think the wings are uh, are kind of uh, yes missing big yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for okay, who's gonna? There's that guy standing out there in front of your goaltender. 
Who's going to put him on his ass? Sherratt. Yeah, and yeah, and that's it. It. I mean, it's him and nobody else. I think, yeah, you're absolutely right, Ken. I, I think that the Detroit Red Wing fans underestimate Sherratt. I mean, I would long-term that guy right now. Hurry, here's Inkpin. You put, yeah, but I mean now, 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 even bigger. I mean, I would go to end of end of career contract, and then I'd move you upstairs because I mean he's theoretically a Shanahan. You know. Uh-huh. I mean, he he'll hit, he'll punch. I mean, Shanahan in his prime in Detroit was, you know, somebody that that's Shanahan's really the reason why they won. You know, why yeah. they went to the cup because he could do everything but quietly, but yet you knew he was there. Everybody loves Shanahan, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, you you wouldn't get you don't take liberties with with the the Red Wing team at that time cuz Shanahan Although you had like some bruisers, Shanahan was kind of like the mid-card boxer that could really inflict pain. Yeah. All right, so that's what we need. So, yeah, you're right. If anything, if you saw the Philadelphia game and they just got pushed around, and, and enough of this, even Scotty Bowman had a couple of thugs, you know, and he was mm-hmm. all, all about, you know, just be fast and play your game. Let them take the penalties, and then we'll score on the power play. Well, that's assuming a couple of things, that your power play clicks at 50% mm-hmm. and that you don't get hurt <laughs> when people are smashing your head against the glass. That's all it would take. Can you imagine if you had anybody near a probert right now? You know, look, dude, just score 12 goals a year, but just make sure that if anybody takes liberty, guess who's on the board? But be a Gordie Howe. Have somebody who could just, you know, smack you so hard you wouldn't even know you got hit till you fell to the ice. Oh, my God. You ever talk about Scotty. I mean, hell, remember how he got into Crawford's head? Jesus. Big time. Big time. And Crawford never he got out Crawford of it. ready to climb over the glass. There was some, his eyes were bugging out. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, and really, it was like, you know, here's this guy that looks like the cover of GQ going up against Scotty Bowman. Looks like a guy who would be sitting on a bench watching a skyscraper be built, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about that today, how Scotty, all he did was eat ice. Eat ice yep. behind the, the bench, you know, behind the players. But he was a genius at what he did. Yes. Amazing what he did. You know, and everywhere he went, but he was just, uh, you know, he too was a strange duck. But then again, you know. He knew how to push buttons, didn't he? Yeah, but you know, the the only one that really balanced it all out, probably in our lifetime, see if you agree, which means if you don't, please have a counterpoint. I think the only coach that ever put it all together, you know, that could coach, Went to championships, knew how to play everybody, knew how to be good with the fans, knew how to be good with the media, knew how to be. It was Chuck Daly. Oh, boy. I was going to go Sparky. Even, but yeah, okay. Yep, there you go. But yeah, even even Keel, both ones. Yeah, yep, I like yep. it. Yeah, yeah. Two day, special, same, special time in this town when we have those guys here. Same freeway, different cars, but, man, you're right. Yeah, Sparky is absolutely, yeah. I mean, even if you didn't know him, he had that way. But you know what? That, I think, I don't know if it's a boomer thing or not, Kenny, but 
do we really like there's something about a baseball manager has to have gray hair you know has to have yeah. that weathered face <laughs> has to have that you know what computer but then again you had that with you know your uh, the gentleman that was here before AJ you know Robert, Gar- Robert uh, garbage fire yeah and you would thought that I think he may be the very last one you'll ever get you know of that yeah. era of, of we, we play by the gut I've seen this before you know what's this shift bullshit uh, you know what, what are these all these wars and wins and all that stuff what does that mean you know we play a game yeah but then you get La Russa so one thing we have one thing we yeah. Tax. <laughs> I knew we're going somewhere here. Week. We have a double CAC week. Double CAC weekend, yeah. weekend, weekend, weekend. Well, we have we have two CACs this week. I know you've been revving one, up. One is, and, and they're both re, they're both uh, repeat uh, performers. <laughs> the first one I want to bring up is our old friend Matt Patricia. Oh, can you see that he's going bye bye? Going bye-bye, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, if the Lions aren't going to pay for you anymore, uh, what do we got you here for? Exactly. Like, yeah. Ooh, boy. Has anybody... Well, I'm, sure he's lining up, I'm sure he's lining up his next job as we speak. Well, do you think, Kenny, at one time what they were trying to do was say, hey, look, you're kind of like a mulligan. You're free to us. You're a good football mind. Why don't you come here? We'll slot you here as some kind of de facto um, OC. And then what we'll do is you can pad your resume, and when the money runs out, well, then you repaired your resume, and off you go. But neither happened. No. He sure as hell didn't pad his resume, did he? No, not at all, and especially with that offense. I mean, why are you going offense when you're known as a defensive guru? You know, so how was that supposed to help you? Because in the NFL, these two disciplines are 100% different. Duh. I think think the rationale there is Belichick took one look at what he did with Detroit's defense and the wreckage that he left behind (laughs) and said, "Eh, let's keep you away from our defense. Yeah, because that's so good right now anyways. You know? Yeah, so... I mean, he goes over to the uh, offense. Next thing you know, he's ruined two quarterbacks. <laughs> How do you learn on the job in the NFL? You know. Oh Lord! I mean, I, I give you know you, what? What the, the thing that's worse than learning on the job is not learning on the job. I give you um, Indianapolis Saturday. Which, exactly. The guy should change his name. I mean, really, if your last name is Saturday, cut it out. You know, uh-huh. I mean, what did he go one and nine for the rest of the year? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. How did how did Indy fans just not burn down Lucas Oil Field? But again, we're looking at stupid owners, and you know, we got Jerry Jones down in uh, Dallas. Hey, uh, McCarthy, he's still a good coach, and it, uh, okay, whatever. He's next. <laughs> Bye and later. Thanks for you. Thanks for coming. You know, Green Bay could yeah, use somebody. Yeah. Do you know how many bad owners there are in the NFL? It's ridiculous. 
Lord Almighty. And you know the the trick is if you get a, if you get somebody good running your team, you send them out to take advantage of these teams that are owned by the these morons because they can't keep their hands off. They got to meddle. So you get teams like in Washington where you get Dan Snyder. It's like okay, you know what? They need a quarterback. Let's go dangle something in front of them. Let's dangle a draft pick. Maybe they can overpay for it because the owner tells you you got to get a quarterback. Yeah, but you also have Dan Snyder. It's like, look, everybody hates you, but he's got what was that thing that he was getting, uh, like secret agent or not secret agents, but private investigators to track up dirt on just about all the other owners. So in case they try to pull some shenanigans, he could go, oh yeah, that's that's great. About uh, how about that time that you were banging Kraft's uh, wife there? What? No, yeah. or, or alternatively, they found classified documents in your home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Nobody cares. Yeah, but that's, you go all the way back to Bush. It's like, what? Who? Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, as much as that goes through, you, you kind of go, all right. You, you, you know who we should tip our hat? Here, here it's, here's a, a nugget of positiveness out of our show today. Tip of the hat to Jacksonville. Yes. You know, you didn't make it, but you're building something there, man. It's, yeah, it took a year or something, but it took you to get rid of, and this goes back to one of your points, get rid of a stupid-ass coach, you know, a coach that doesn't fit, you know, admit defeat, which they did quickly, and then they got this fine fellow, and all right, you know, you're you're at where you guys should be at. There's talent on that team, you know, but yeah. it, it was so Detroit-esque, you know, that you just had the wrong guy pushing the buttons and, and whatever. Next year, Jacksonville is going to be very interesting to watch, I think. You bet. You bet. Well, John, you know, we I did mention two cacks. You ready for the second one? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Kenny. Who's our second cack of the week? Second kick of the week. Well, we remember a little bit ago we were talking about Mr. Bertuzzi and how he uh, refused to take the vaccine. Well, yeah. back in 2020, Cleveland, uh, as they were known then as the Indians, had two pitchers in the rotation that uh, failed the COVID protocol. They weren't going along with the program, mm. and they wound up on the inactive list. One of them was a pitcher named Mike Clevenger. He was mm-hmm. really good young yeah. pitcher. He ended up trading his ass over to San Diego. Right, yeah. Well, this this off season he was a free agent. He signed with the White Sox. Really? And Good he comments about uh, he's glad he's back in the American League Central and he's going to make the uh, Cleveland team pay for what they did to him. Oh, da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, word comes out today now he's under investigation for child abuse and domestic uh, domestic abuse. He basically has done physical, allegedly has done. Uh, physical, verbal, emotional abuse to his girlfriend and their 10-month-old daughter. Yeah. It's like, wow, let's let's get let's dust the cack off here. We need to present him with the award. Yeah, no, no. I mean, look at his slider. He's got an awesome slider and th- two-seamer, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, these are all allegations until, you know, you have video. And if you don't have video, well, then that's just... Uh, a scorned woman, but my God, the guy can eat innings. You know, he keeps it right at and, the knees. That's all we care about. 
And even if you have video, it's all the the deep state uh, has <laughs> faked it up. It's all. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's photoshopped. It's, it's a it's a it's a hoax. Yeah, it's a witch yeah. hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but I, uh, yeah, I see Trevor Bauer is going around and trying to find a job, and the rumor was that uh, the Reds were going to pick him up. He said, "Nah, we never not interested." Really. If the Reds don't want to look at you, well, I don't know. You know, we should go stop right here and go back and say, look, folks, when it comes to the gentleman abusing a, a 10-month-old baby and a woman, we're, we're just, we're we're putting the bunny ear quotes on that. You know, we're, we're kidding with yeah. you. We're pulling your knee only because there is so many, and the NFL is, is the best for this. You know, you could, I mean, you could rape women. You could... You know, kill kids. You could drown puppies, but if you could run, you know, a a, a three second sixty, well, you know, we believe in second chances. No, yeah. you know, I mean, in our opinion, here, there, you know, but I mean, we're playing it cartoony. But we've seen so many people in the NFL get away with so much crazy shit, or people in sports in general get away yeah. with crazy stuff. That you and I would be like rotting in Jackson for a very long time, you know. But you know, he can hit like you know, no tomorrow or boy, he could. I don't. You know what? You kind of don't see that much in hockey, where where that kind of character flaw kind of pops up. I'm sure it's here, there, and everywhere. But either they have Batman has a good way in suppressing it, or something, you know. But you, you know, John, I think it, it comes down to this. There are two fields in which you can pretty much get away with just about anything if you're good at what you do. And one of them is sports, and the other one is politics. No question. Because no why? Because there's always somebody out there with a vested interest in looking the other way. Yeah, or because it's easy, depending on your point of view, it's easy to give... Whoever screwed up a second chance, and I don't mean just a normal Joe screwing up here, there, and everywhere. You know, that's that's life. That's how you learn. But when you go do something that's so audacious, you know, that anybody, it's it's just a flat-out crime. It is a crime. You're nailed for doing a crime. You know, to, to be able to weasel your way back, you know, because you can, you know, you're, you're the best wideout there's out there, or... You know, this team really needs, like, you know, this guy that can throw so many innings and stuff like that. Well, you know, I mean, you can almost go down to Cabrera in a lighter sense. When all that craziness was going on in his personal life and stuff, that was just nuts. Allegedly, right? Uh, Which part was allegedly? Well, everything. Well, he wrote wrote a nice (laughs) check to allegedly. You know, for ten million a year or something for both allegedly mm-hmm. little, you know, the allegedly thing one, thing two. You know, okay, you know, it, you just know. God bless that man because it's kind of like you know that thing when you wait till your father comes home, kind of thing when you were a kid. You know, and you had to do that walk to the you know to the front room, going, "I'm going to get killed. I'm going to get killed." You know, you could just about imagine in my world, you know, that that Cabrera's going to be going, 
look, can I go play in the front office after this season? Because if uh-huh. I'm done with this season, guess what I get to go home to? And she remembers this really, really well. And this is where, you know, uh, Mr. Gambino, the the defense lawyer, the, the divorce lawyer is going to come out and say, yeah, okay. You know, we waited till you made the very last penny out of that stupid contract, and now we get half. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if it's like, look, can we just keep working here? You know, can I just work in the front office as a special assistant? You know, <laughs> that poor guy, he knows it's coming. You know, he. Yeah. you might as well just, like, tuck the money in your in your sock for a while there, Sonny, or go back to your other wife or what I mean tip of the hat to some guy that can do two families at once you know it's hard to keep up with just one woman alone to do you know two plus four kids plus god damn I mean that's what money gets you you know you can you always pay the paper at the end though you know she's gonna say I'd like to introduce you to my attorney Ben Dover <laughs> you know what? If Cabrera's wife was smart, she'd go. Why don't we move to California eh, sometime this summer? You know, why, yeah. don't, why don't we take up residency in California? Because you, if you want to see uh, bend over attorney at law do his magic in a divorce, you know, a multi-million dollar breadwinner. You know, and what they're going to do is, I mean, they've already got this thing all set up. I mean, look oh, at yeah. how this man, you know, threw this woman in the mud and her name was disgraced everywhere. And, you know, oh, my. And she was so good and took him back after this scoundrel was exposed and stuff. But, you know, just can't make it work by the way we want everything. <laughs> okay. You know. But he's in the best shape of his life, so there you go. So I bet you, <laughs> I bet you somewhere, somehow down the line, that uh, Minnesota signs him. You know, yeah. or Atlanta. <laughs> so, no, no, we shouldn't even go that high. Yeah, the Reds, the Reds would sign him, and that's yeah. where he would have to be. And he would have to play. Well, no, he doesn't have to play every single day because they got the DH there now. That's right. Hey, good luck to him, man. Yeah. Couldn't happen to a better person for everybody that you know snags out in June every year when we really needed them. <laughs> but see, there we go again. We don't take a look at the human being. We take a look at what we need for our team to win so we can feel better. It's a strange thing, sport, yeah. isn't it? Is it, Kenny? I mean, yeah, it really it is. is. <laughs> we think about, you know, I'll feel better about me as a person if my team wins. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll have a better day today if I know that the Red Wings are going for, you know, the playoffs coming up. You know, yeah. isn't that weird? I mean, it'd be great if I knew that, you know, that I, I'm getting a new car today. Yay. Or, you know, I'm getting some this weekend. Or, you know, I'm going to my favorite restaurant tonight or something. You know, I mean, yeah. something that... that well, the thing about, sports, thing about sports is it isn't even real. I mean, it is in a sense, but there's so much of it that's just hype and baloney and garbage, okay? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, was, I, I was thinking about it today. You know, you know, I, on my phone, I get a lot of spam calls. Yeah. Okay, and I have to take them because I use my phone for business. And at the height of this, while the open enrollment was there for Medicare Advantage, 
my highest total was 34 spam calls in one day. <laughs> and I started thinking about it. And I nice said, you know, we got the equivalent of spam in the sports world today. It's called, are you ready? Ta-da. Mock drafts. Oh, no. That's not coming back already, is it? Yeah, it's it is. too early Mock for that. Drafts. Oh, that's Lord. The sports equivalent of spam calls. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and you know people people are reading these things and they're talking about them and they're getting all upset. He said that the Lions are gonna are gonna draft a, a tight end in the first round. Yeah, got you talking, didn't it? Says who? Yeah, right. Got you, got you to pick up. Yeah, oh brother. I mean that that's you, you guys fall for it every single year. You know, I thought it was where you were going to go with it was that, you know, here comes the, here's the seating for the big dance and here's who's going to go to the Elite Eight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? You know, it's January. You have all this time to play. You haven't even got close to a tournament run yet. You know, it's amazing to me to see that Michigan State's in the top 25. You know, there's only huh. three teams in the Big Ten that are in the uh, top 25. Michigan's nowhere near it. You know, Purdue no. Purdue somehow is number, like, top two, top three now. And then somebody else, and then Michigan State was, like, 21 or something. It's like, yeah, how well, the, the hell uh, did Michigan State get in there? The Big Ten's hot garbage this year anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah, but you know what, Ken? So, they'll, they'll still get six slots in the Big Dance. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's not about the money. No. It's not about the teams that travel well or go good on TV. You know, when you have, like, some kind of, you know, McNeese State out there, that's it's tearing it up, and they're having one of those years that you make, you know, a, a movie out of, and they don't make it, but, you know, a, a 15 and 14 Minnesota team goes in. Okay. You know, where all these bubble teams go in, where there's there's really, and I think you hit it right on the head, Kenny, there's really nobody in the Big Ten so far, you know, that that's lighting it up, that you go, oh, here we go. You know, we hope to God that we see them in Gonzaga play for the final. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then again, what they do is that they, they trot out, well, you know, we'd like to have small colleges come in, but look at how Cincinnati crapped the bed, you know. Yeah, okay. Cincinnati football. Bring Cincinnati basketball, and you want to see the bad boys every year. Woo! That'd be them. They don't even, and they don't even know which Cincinnati either, because it could be the one in Ohio. Or it could be the one in Florida. Or it could be the one in Georgia. Who knows? Yeah, it could be all over the place. It could be one that was right by Swifton, Arkansas. You know? Yeah, yeah. Still Swifton, yep. You know what? I, I seriously do wish, and, and we're talking at the top of the show today about uh, voices that put you to sleep in sports. And, I, it, you know, there was just, he didn't, knowing what I know now, but then again, you know, you're talking a Saturday <laughs> afternoon where you just get done cutting the lawn. You know, you've done everything all week long. It's a sunny day. You got your feet up. You have yourself, a, you know, a, a ginger ale. And... 
you know, this is you at the most relaxed. And there was just something singy song about his voice and the pace of baseball that just said that I'm fully relaxed here. Boom. I mean, it's yep. not like yep. watching TV and falling asleep every single time you watch TV. I mean, it was a baseball game. And you know what? Nothing better than sitting out on the porch on a warm summer evening. You have the radio on. Yeah. Got the ball game going. Just it was. It just meant summer. Yeah, that's true. That, that is something that everybody's missing right now. I mean, yeah, okay, we can't go back to AM radios and you know the chaise lounges with like the green and white webbing, striped webbing that would you know make you sweat after a while, but. We were talking about how people had, like, enclosed uh, porches, you know, with screened-in mm-hmm. porches and stuff like that. That was the way to go, man. And you're right. You had the radio next to you and whatever ginger ale you had next to you, perhaps maybe a fire-brewed uh, ginger ale, uh-huh. you know, something with Alex the dog would bring it to you. Um, <laughs> but that's, I mean, as, as much as we were talking about, did Stroh's really make Signature? Yes, they did. You know, and that was supposed to be their Michelob killer. But, God, that was huh. uh, that beer was so sweet. <laughs> like too much sugar. Anyways, but yeah. that's that was, in, in modern suburban terms, that's living. You know, when you yeah. can just, like, go back and just, you got everything accomplished for today. You're just going to listen to the ball game. You know, you didn't give a damn who played, who didn't, where the Tigers are. Hopefully, if the Tigers were interesting and they're in the top four, you know, okay, or they're fighting for something. But you know what? The whole big thing was your team represented your city, you know, and you're a part of it, and rah, rah, rah. You don't even have half of that anymore. You know, it says Detroit on it, but nobody, who's fighting for Detroit? Nobody. Does your team represent your city? I think we've kind of gotten away from that whole notion. Way past that whole notion. Way, 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 way past that whole notion, you know, because there's so many things that are, are, you know, like with Cincinnati in Ohio, you know, you got the you got the folks that own yes, you know, and then you have whatever scraps that that the Reds have. You'll never see a big red machine again. Money talks, no. man. Yeah. You know, and unless and everybody in every year in every single sport, and we talk about this almost in the beginning of all all seasons. Everybody is looking for that diamond in the rough. They're looking for that Mark Fridrich, you know, in the 324th pick. You know, that's just going to light everybody on fire, and they're only going to cost you the league minimum. Boy, oh boy, yeah. oh boy. There's no yeah. joy in sports anymore. There's no, no... Because what we've done is we have, basically, we have weaponized player salaries. I knew you were going turn there. It into every fan looks at player salaries as a negative, as something that has to be managed and controlled because it punishes your team's ability to compete if you don't do so. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think life is a lot more interesting when sport teams, if you're you know into sports, it is more interesting because it is kind of something that, that takes your eye off of writing up the bills or seeing the flat tire or whatever, whatever. You know, so that is something. Hey, you know, if we got nothing else to do, let's see a game. Hopefully, that they win something. That that if is, they don't win it, if they don't win, it's a shame. Yeah. You know, no fun. But uh, yeah. you know, nowadays, if they don't win, it's a better draft pick. Yeah, and we don't care anymore. 
I mean, we, we seriously, yeah. because there's a burden of winning. It's like nobody really wants to be president of the United States anymore. All the action is in the Senate, you know? Because yeah. you can get away with a ton more crap than, than any kind of... And, and 30 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, and ever since, you know, America began, you wanted to be president. Oh, boy, you can go up to be president of the United States. That's not where the action is. That's not where the money is. You know, and so, and it's, it's, you're right about the weaponizing, you know. I mean, here's a guy that gets, for some god reason, a quarter of a billion dollars to play shortstop for uh, Minnesota or New York or the the Giants, you know. And for some god reason, we expect superhuman stuff out of the guy. And like it's mm-hmm. our money. There, there's two different schools of thought. Either we get mad because you're hitting 173 and God damn it, you're getting 250 billion dollars, you know, or you yeah. say, you know, like that's our money. And you're right. And it goes back to your point before: is that impacts us to buy because now we had to give you, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars. We can't afford anybody who can pitch worth a damn, and we won't be able to do that for yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, let's see, so when you when you look at your team and you go, okay, I, the owner says that we can't afford to spend any more money on players because this guy over here, he's got this big contract. Who gave him the contract, by the way? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, because he's making all this money, we can't possibly afford to bring in another player who could do better than him. Well, you know, again, they've weaponized the, the player contracts. Yeah. It's now that we turn it back on the player who's making the money. It's his responsibility. It's his fault that we don't have a competitive team. Yeah, because of you. Now, this goes one of two ways. You bring in a quarter of a billion dollar shortstop, and he's lighting it up. But the rest of your team sucks. So he's having an all-star year, and the rest of your team, I give you Minnesota at the end. You know, you're not going to go anywhere anyways. And now you do the simple mathematics in your head. You know, how much would, you know, if we would have not had a guy for a quarter of a billion dollars, how much could we have spread that around and got a balanced team? I give you Cabrera the last seven years of this contract. You know, who in in Detroit? Go ahead. I'll go back earlier than that. I'll go back to Prince Fielder. Yeah. Yeah. The day they signed him, I went, you need a second baseman. Badly. Idiot. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you signed a guy, you, you know, you panic because panic. your uh, uh, DH busted his knee. So you panic. You overreach. You sign this guy for his huge contract. You need a second baseman. Who are you going to trot out? Ryan Rayburn again. Oh, great. Or Stolemeyer, yeah. 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 And yeah, how well did that work? And then look at how many years we did. Uh, second baseman by committee, and it never, yeah. ever worked out. And we could have taken that $200 million. How quaint. Now we look at that, you know, $200 million, and, and now that's like, okay, that's a middle reliever money. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's still high as hell, but, I mean, there's something about the egos of, of uh, certain owners. It's like, I'm paying my guy the most. I mean, I give you the guy from the Mets. You know, uh-huh. look yeah. at how bloated, and we don't care how much we're over the luxury la- tax. Dear baseball, your luxury tax thing is something of the past. Nobody fears it anymore, you know? Yeah. 
And well, then, they use it as an excuse. Yeah. We can't, we can't go over the luxury cap, so we're not going to spend any more money. Except for all the other teams that have. You yeah. know, There's not a New York team that cares what the luxury tax is. Here, I'll just, you know, it's kind of like these guys that get away with all kinds of, you know, white-collar crime and crap, but the highest thing that they can uh, fine you is like $5,000. Yeah. All day, every day, man. You know, it's like, okay, sure, I'll even admit I'm guilty. There you go. I'll write you the check. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, those were classified documents you find in my home. So what? Yeah, now what? <laughs> yeah, it's not against the law. I just uh, declassified them on my way here. <laughs> okay. Now, now, now it's become a parlor game. <laughs> Who next? <laughs> you heard about Mike Pence, right? Yeah, doesn't he have some now? Yeah, he's got them now, too. So it's like, okay, your turn. <laughs> Who you got? So you, you kind of think that Obama and Bush, too, are going through their house going, where are they at? Where are they at? Where did we stick them? God damn it, we've got to get rid of these now. I mean, somehow, someway in the Bush uh, household, they bought, like, this industrial-sized shredder. You know? Uh-huh. Phenomenal. You know, it's like, okay... Here's the one time that I'll give people a go. They all do it. You know, there's your tip of the hat. You know, but okay. some, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, somebody yep. is is more. We'll wait for the dust to settle on this one. You know, because yeah. I don't know how all you. I can, t- all I can say though is just because the other side does it too doesn't make it right. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's funny. I mean, what do you do? Go. Uh, you know, when it, unfortunately, well, I shan't say unfortunately, but because you work out of your office, you know, it's kind of like, okay. But when we leave, you know, when we go back, we do whatever, I know that I have to grab my jacket, grab the computer case, you know, and get going. I don't like, you know, leave the White House and go, okay, I got to grab my hat, grab my jacket, grab these top secret prints, you know, go home. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what am I going to do? It's like, take these, like, these missile plans that are so top secret and confidential and everything and go, oh, you know what we'll do after dinner? I'll show Susan these. Well, she'll really like these drawings. You know, and then go, oh, fuck. What it, is, what it is that I do at work every day. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here. Here you go, honey. Here, yeah. Look at Look at these missile plans. You know, geez, if yeah, China these, ever got these. Look at these launch look at these launch codes. Aren't they neat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's your birthday backwards. There you go. You know, so in case you ever get kidnapped and they torture you, you know, you know what the numbers are, so don't you worry about a thing. You know? I mean it's like, look, here's the secret Abrams M one X one tank. What do you think, honey, about the interior colors? Green, black, what do you think? You know? <laughs> I mean, guys, why are you taking... That's the reason why they say top secret. And then what is it? Is it like you're stealing? You roll it up and you, like, dump these things in your pants and you walk past the Marine Guard? Nothing to declare today. Ho oh, ho, see ya, Bob. You know? Sandy, and then you get- Sandy Burger. <laughs> Sandy Burger, yeah. He did stick him in his pants. Yeah, he did. I remember that because he was put in that room. The chick, the chick, the, the chick at, the, uh, at the guardhouse says, what's that bulge in your pants? He says, you don't want to know. Yeah. 
Yeah, gotta remember that stuff too. Yeah, and it was, it was <laughs> like you know, just, you, you roll it up and you you put like you know how big Top Secret you know, especially back in the day when they didn't put it on any kind of digital stuff. I mean, there were literally blueprints. You know, that you'd have to stick yeah. it down your pant leg and you know. Walk normal, walk normal. Just a few more feet to your car. Walk normal, walk normal. You know, and then thump, it comes up past your sock. Oops! Did <laughs> this get my pet leg? What a card! You know. I mean, I was. You know, now you can say somebody hacked my phone. Now it's like somebody hacked my pants. <laughs> These aren't my pants. Oh my! I must have switched it from somebody in the office. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's how it goes. So, uh, yeah. So there's our there our, our politic corner there for a moment. However, that's kind of the deal, dude. What did we not talk about in one whole minute? We didn't talk about baseball's Hall of Fame. Scott Rowland got in. So we got two guys going in this year: Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff. The crime dog. Yeah. And you know, McGriff was actually a really good player, and we yeah, he was. I think he kind of flew under the radar. Yeah, I think I hit a hell of a lot of home runs. Yeah, I, I give you a Lou Whitaker situation. You know, yeah, was not on the most flashiest of all teams, but yet Lou was. So we take that all back. You know, but Rollins, why? But you know he. he these these guys, if they don't play in New York, it seems like a lot of times they're ignored. And, you know, you look at some of the guys like McGriff, you look like at a Jim Tomei. Jim Tomei. Oh, my great. God, look at the numbers. Who knew? Well, he did, who knew? Nobody knew because they're all focused on Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah. Yankees, Red Sox, and who was hot? L.A. at the time. And they'll throw yeah. you occasional bone. They'll give you somebody yeah. from Cleveland, a one person every fifty years, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for Morris to have to fight as much as he's an awful, in our opinion, broadcaster, you know, he was mm -hmm. the pitcher of the eighties. Period. Yeah. You know, there yeah. is no dispute, and for him to go almost into the old timers to get in, you know, first of all, you should change that name, the old timers committee. Because who the hell feels great about going in as the old-timer, you know? Yikes. Yeah. Oh, well. It could have been worse. It could have been the Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they put you in the oh, Hockey oh, Hall oh. of Fame. Who? <laughs> 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 where was I? Okay, great. You know? But you're right. There's a, there's a lot of people from the White Sox that should have been in there. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, how many Boog Powells need to be there? You know, back when baseball, yeah. when, you, when you were absolutely, you know, based on who you are, Brooks Robinson, you know, these mm -hmm. people absolutely positively first ballot. No question. Yeah. But would they do, would they be first ballot this, you know, in this day and age? Doubt it. And how weird that is yeah. that baseball only, you can have, you could go a whole year and not have anybody go in just the way that the voting is so fucking weird in baseball. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, it's, it's, it's disgusting because it's just so skewed. Yeah. Like I said, if you had a lot of great press because you played in New York, and you, you were Derek and Cheater, not to knock Cheater. Cheater was a great player. But I'm just taking him, for example, 
because he, as great as he was, there were other players out there that were great as well, but they did not get the media glare of playing for the Yankees. Yeah. So they go, yeah, okay, that's nice. So what? Like a Frank Thomas kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Look at that. I mean, look at look at his career stats and stuff. And then there's sometimes there's stats doesn't make it. But then again, look at when uh, somebody else got in before Trammel, only because he could do a cartwheel. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. Yeah. And then look how long it took Trammel to get in. I, I just yeah. I don't understand how you know hire a slick PR firm to get you know. Um, Oh fuck! I forgot what we were supposed to talk about too. Uh, to get Lou Whitaker in, but the one one yeah. thing I do want to say because we were talking about sports and stuff like that, and I'm glad that we do a little bit of XL. Just pardon me for just a moment here, but we we're doing uh, every Saturday. I'll have you know, young man, that the uh, Detroit sports authorities are traveling Michigan, looking at Class D basketball for um, the uh, junior high school set. If, if sixth oh. grade is junior high school. And so that's taken us to the far corners of, um, like, BFE land up there and all that stuff. They're, they're, it's cute little schools. You know, so we're in Kingston, uh, Kingston, Michigan. And if you don't know where it's at, it's about there, as Sonny Elliott would say. You know, yeah. and it's, it's it's as class D as you're going to get. You know, I mean, I think the graduating class is, like, under 50. Okay. Huh. So they got this cute little school up there, you know, that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice uh, school, a nice school gym and stuff, just like you say, but, you know, clean, cute as a button. So they have, watch this, they have on, on their center stripe in the gym, I guess they're like the fighting cardinals or, or something. So they got a cardinal and they got like a little bit of uh, turbulence on the bottom. You know, it's think about like like what Kentucky has or Louisville has, you know, with the with the big chicken in the middle, you know, the big huh. cardinal. And so somehow, some way, Iowa State, a Big Twelve school, comes in to Dinky. If you didn't know, even as if you lived in Clifford, Michigan, you wouldn't know where Kingston was. You know, that's huh. how much you drive past. It, it Kingston is like one of those cities that that was on hee-haw. Salute. You know what I mean? But still, huh. cute city, nice people, et cetera, et cetera. The University of, or I shouldn't say, Iowa State University comes in and sues Kingston School District because of logo infringement. Now... Seriously? Kenny, how many college cor- college uh, sport teams have a cardinal as a logo, as a mascot? Well, there's Stanford University. There's the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. There's the St. Louis Cardinals. True. Oh, I just named yeah, three right, off the yeah. top of my head. Right, okay. So does the logo look close yeah, the logo looks close. So instead of, and I don't know what they're worried about. I, I would venture to say that the, the city of Kingston doesn't have 5,000 people in it. You know, and that's if you had 400 cows in there. You know, it's it's a teeny, tiny, little city. Again, 
nice people, nice little downtown. As as much as you think Mayberry, think Kingston, Michigan. And for the unit, and now here's the kicker: they sued and won against Kingston, against this little huh. high school. You know, to to remove the logo from their gym. Now their gym, their floor was just done. It's all these guys oh can do to put a floor down in a gym, you know, and it's a little center of pride because that's where all the kids play, and, and there you go, you know. And so they have to rip up the whole entire floor somehow, some way, make money to put this floor back in, you know, where they don't have, like, a huge tax base here. And so True. the big kicker is with all this is is that, Iowa State University hasn't used that logo for about a decade now. That was that was really? a logo down the line. We have a brand new logo, and I think the new logo started in 2009. I think, you know. Huh. So they still sue these people, these fine friends in Kingston, for copyright infringement. It's like, what do you do? You seriously think that people, when they go to this little hamlet of Kingston, looks at that logo on the center stripe and goes, that's University of Iowa, or Iowa State University. How did we get here? You know, did you confuse a a little five-foot fifth grader, sixth grader who weighs maybe 75 pounds soaking wet, you know, and a bunch of little kids going up and down the, the court in these little smocks, you know, doing their damnedest every Saturday. Did you confuse them with a Big 12 school? You know, that went, a matter of fact, they went to the big dance last year, too. Honest mm-hmm. to God, you know, if, if there's anybody, if there's any injustice, and we we're talking about, you know, salaries and, and sports and relevancies and all this stuff, you know, it's like, look, you Big 12 fucking bullies. You know, you put these people on their heels for no apparent reason. What did you win, Iowa State University? What did you get out of the deal? Who? thank God, you know, that people didn't confuse us with uh, this little farming community. Whew, we're safe. You know, that they didn't think when when they saw that, that, they're, that you thought that, you know, these um, Big 12 uh, players were going to come out on that court. Wow. Yeah, it, it's insane. And, and that's how much collegiate sports and big sports bullied these people. And how much money do you think, Kenny, that a Big 12 school has for attorneys? And how much do you think that Kingston School District, or whatever it's called, has for their attorney, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not saying that they're not good attorneys there, but, I mean, they could sick them. Yeah, Kingston, they're probably looking for some uh, guy who practices law on the side after he leaves his uh, job at the (laughs) gas station. No, not necessarily. I mean, I'm sure they have that, but, I mean, it's like one of those things where they can, you know, where Big 12 could just tie you up and tie you up and tie you up, and then the school district's got to look at it and go, you know, you know, how much of a fight is this worth? And it's like, well, yeah. you know, we'd, we'd like to work with you guys, said uh, Iowa State, but work with us says what? We still have to rip up our floor. Get the hell yeah. out of here. So if we're going to add CACs uh, in our situation, let's add uh, Iowa State University, who's not even using that logo? Stupid as hell. Well, you know what? what? We could 
add them as a cack, but just make sure that we don't paint that cack red. <laughs> or they're going to come after us. Yeah. Yeah, and it's too damn bad because, really, this is a, a school district so small that they have girls playing on the football team. You know, and I don't mean kickers. I mean as middle linebackers. And we almost had one young lady on um, that we talked to last Saturday because we thought this was going to be a hell of a story. I mean, really, we were trying to explain to the folks, you know, what a linebacker does in football. You know? I mean, it's yeah. think Dick Buckus, <laughs> think Alex Karras, you know. And so you have this little teeny wisp of a blonde-haired girl, you know, that is playing a ferocious <laughs> position, you know, obviously good at it. But this is it's everybody has to play because they don't have a ton of folks, you know, to play in this class D thing. And you got these idiot bullies. You know, coming in and winning, and the shock is that they're winning. And I don't think they won as much as as Kingston said. Man, we can't fight these guys. They got unlimited ATM, and we have, you know, hope the crops go good this year. We do have a quick score update. Oh, please, the Red game. Yes, sir. Twelve Red to one. One San Jose zero. And really? guess who scored the goal for the Red Wings? Uh, let's see. It's not Patuzzi. Um, Sherratt. You think you're going to see Dylan Larkin? Eh, wrong. He had a Murdy. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to go for, but I wasn't because I knew it was going to be a trick question. So thanks, Debbie, for being there at the game, giving us uh, up-to-date minute reports. You know, I got a funny feeling that you got a, this just in, and she like tied it to the dog and sent the dog into. By the way, how's the dog doing? <laughs> Dog's doing wonderful. Good. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. All right. But talking yeah. about wonderful, we got a wonderful our buns out of here. All right, so you can come see us anywhere if you miss today for some god reason. You can still hear our voice. You can pick us up at iHeart or uh, Spotify or all 16 other places that you can pick up uh, your favorite podcast. You can pick us up, too. So, see, what a positive show this was today. Positive. Very much, very much. And, you know, we had three cats. <laughs> we didn't have dealt one. We didn't have two. We gave you a trio. How much more positive can you get than that? We gave you a three-pack for free. We gave you a bonus cack. A bonus cack exactly. at the end. See, get two, you get the third one free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenny, we'll see you next week, man. Very good. Oh, wait, we should do the the ending. All right, so yeah. we'll see you again next week on the Detroit Sports Authorities. Bye. Bye.